0: This is The Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello, this is The Agenda on Blood Red. I am Dan Austin, this is Joel Rabinowitz. We are from liverpool.com and we're talking about the hot Liverpool FC topic of the day. Uh, and today it's VAR, because if you saw the match last night, you'll be fully aware that Napoli uh, won a penalty to go 1-0 up that Jose Callahan, uh won in a... I don't even want to call it a challenge, I was going to say tackle, I'll just say an incident um, with Andy Robertson where he went down under very minimal pressure, it looked like uh, he threw himself down before um, Robertson sort of changed his body shape as though he was going to make a challenge, it was looked at by VAR, they left it, it wasn't apparently a clear and obvious error, Napoli going to win the game, there was the one at Newcastle as well where... Joel Matip is hauled down in the box in front of the cop and yeah, strangled apparently they, yeah. they don't even really like take a proper look at it. It just isn't working, is it? Like, like Even for, for people who are advocates of VAR and of technology generally in football, I don't think anyone can make a coherent case at the minute that this is actually fun- functioning in a positive way that changes the game for the better.
1: No, uh, and I say this openly as someone who was kind of quite pro-VAR before this season started, mainly because I was just fed up of seeing Liverpool just not get penalties at Anfield mainly, but we should have been getting, I think I saw a stat on Twitter the other day, that we've had it's two penalties in like two and a half, nearly three years at Anfield now. We've reached as many Champions League finals as we've had penalties at Anfield, (laughs) or at the Cop End specifically, which just doesn't make sense, given the amount of time we spend in the box with Mm -hmm. three of the best players in the world. Uh, and that massive one, like you said, I think that out of the kind of the main incidents so far this season, that was by far the worst I've seen. He literally had him in a headlock, slammed into the floor. The fact that the referee didn't see it, all the linesmen is bad enough. But then you've got a room of people watching that on replay and not doing anything about it. And then, yeah, the Callahan one, I have to say, when I first saw it, I, I did sort of think, oh, it doesn't look great because he does stick a leg out. But when you see the replay, he, he sticks a leg out but then he kind of withdraws it and Callahan's already kind of launched himself into Robertson's Mm -hmm. knee. He's the one who, who draws, well, it's not even a foul, but he draws the contact. Um, and the commentators were saying at the time, like, uh, surely they'll just overturn that because it's, it's not. And this line, which I just don't get, there's not enough evidence and it's not a clear and obvious error. Well, it is because it's a dive and, it shouldn't serve to reinforce the referee's initial mistake. And it feels like that's what it's doing now. You've got one error being made by the referee and it's just being reinforced by another layer of error with the VAR, which is obviously not what it's there for.
0: It feels at the minute as though... um, And it's important to note as well that different competitions use it in a different way, which we'll come back to in a little minute. But it feels like for now, referees across all competitions... The ones that are actually in um, the VAR sort of room, whatever that is, um, Mm. it's away from the ground by and large, don't want to overrule the man that's made the decision unless he's really, really done something quite mad. Um, So that, for example, last night, for me, has to be a clear and obvious error. It's not a penalty. So tell him in his ear, that probably wasn't a penalty, that you should reverse the decision, book Callahan or just not give a foul, whatever, and then go from there. But they're not doing it and the way we use it in the Premier League seems to be if they're not looking at that matter penalty they're just using it as kind of like a offside checker in the Premier League at least. Whereas if you go back to when we first saw it used properly in the World Cup it was used Regularly it was used for red cards, it was used for penalties, and it was a very different system in the the referee himself was still the one making the decision. He was the one who would go to the side of the pitch, look at the monitor and go, I need to change my mind, or no, I don't. You still have the psychology of the other person in his ear saying, I think you should look at that. But it's still his decision. I'm not saying that either of them is a better system than the one in the Champions League where the referee doesn't get the opportunity to look at the replay, but... Surely the inconsistency of the ways in which we use it, and they vary massively by competition, shows that we haven't planned this out well as an entire sport. Everyone's just sort of guessing of what the best way is to use it, and that means that there's a load of inconsistency. So you can play a game on Saturday, and then the game that you play the following Wednesday, the VAR is used in a totally different way, and decisions are not actually still being correct. So the only thing that it's adding for me right now is confusion when I'm in a football stadium when I'm watching on TV and I'm going, right, how do they use it in this competition again? Which one's that? And then, and then, okay, so he's going to talk to someone who's in a shed 500 miles away and then, you know, they haven't got a monitor and it doesn't actually help us get to anything more like clarity at all. No, it seems completely random at
1: the moment and it's interesting you mentioned the World Cup there. I remember specifically paying attention to it at that World Cup and I thought by and large it worked pretty well. Seemed to get most decisions right um, and overturn a lot of mistakes that were made. And it just seems now that, yeah, like you say, it just seems very arbitrary when it's used. There's a few ones that stick out so far this season. I remember watching the um, Wolves-United game when Neves scored that equaliser in the second half. And they spent about three minutes kind of putting all these mad geometric lines on the pitch to work out if Jota's shirt was like half a centimetre offside and a build-up, which obviously none of the players had any idea at all and that was still some way earlier in the move before it led to the goal which just seems mad and like there was another one last night I was watching before the Liverpool game I just had the uh, Inter Milan Slavia Prague game on and they stopped it for about know, four minutes dead completely for a random red card check which nobody none of the players knew none of the crowd obviously had any idea what was going on and I think Liverpool was at the Arsenal game Around half time, there was a bizarre. Yeah, Macho red,
0: Monreal, red cards. But none of the players we, were appealing for anything. Exactly. And we were all stood in the cop going, What on earth is this? Yeah. Who is he possibly giving a red card to? So he is Lee Mason, I think. No, Andy Taylor it was. Yeah. Is just stood in the penalty area with his hand on his ear for three minutes, I think it was, and then goes, Oh, play on. And it's yeah. like, well it, if it if it takes you that long to decide it's clean, then clean a red card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like like we obviously you're trying to reach a point of objectivity where you can go, I am certain about this decision. But football is innately subjective. What I think is a great pass, you might just think is an easy ball. Yeah. What I might think is a penalty, you might think is a good tackle, whatever else. So if, you, if you're if you having to take this long to decide upon it, then you're not actually bringing greater objectivity. You're not bringing great, greater clarity. If you're sat there going, well, I'm going to have a look at this possible red card for four minutes. And then there's things like, this isn't just a Liverpool issue. We're talking about it now because... Yeah. We are a Liverpool channel and everything, and it, it, it's been topical in the last few weeks, but like Man City should have had a stonewall penalty at Bournemouth mm-hmm. um, where David Silva just got tripped by a Bournemouth defender and like they didn't even look at it. So it's like, well, well if you're not going to use it for the things that it's meant to be used for, then we might as well just not have it really and wait maybe one year, two years, three years until we've done so much testing that we know exactly how to use it across every competition and we've got consistency with it. Because right now... You're watching a game of football, whether you're in the stadium or in the crowd, stadium or sorry, watching on TV at home, and you can't even tell really if, some, if something's going to be looked at. And you can watch something and go, All right, that's definitely a red card. But because someone so many hundred miles away from the stadium looks at it and goes, Actually, have I really got, you know, the proper authority to overrule him here? You know, what does that do for the rest of the game? And all that sort of stuff. They seem very reluctant to actually make calls using it. Aside from the ones, as you say, where they can use these mad lines and like graphics to look at whether someone's shin hair is beyond the last (laughs) defender and whatever else. Because at least I suppose for that one, it's science. So someone's foot, if I can prove with a photograph that someone's toe is beyond a line, then the pressure's off me there. I don't have to have been the one that's made that decision. I can show them. Whereas if you're the one sat in in the tent or the room or whatever it is um, at Stockley Park for the Premier League anyway and you overrule a referee, that's going to get brought up in yeah. the future. Someone going, you know, the the, the the match day referee is going, I'm not sure you should have overruled me on that. And then that becomes this sort of like referee's political thing. We saw Mike Riley talking about it the other week where he he's the head of referees in, in um, English football. And he was basically saying, yeah, these various errors have been made. And he picked out specific ones. It's like well, if the head of the referees is picking out specific errors, then that's a really sort of politicized use of the system, and it's not objective because everyone's thinking about their job and what match their referee in the next week and that kind of thing. So yeah. essentially, I think my point on the whole thing is that we're in this desperate quest for objectivity and everything being scientifically correct and that and stuff like that. But football is not an entirely scientific game. Football is not an entirely objective game. Yeah. So. What are we actually trying to use it for? And it feels like every different govern, governing body, every different league, every different team and manager has got a different idea of, that, of what they want it to be. And might we just be in for a few years of possibly arguing more than we ever have done before, if that seems possible, about referees and their decisions?
1: Yeah. Um, and I, the thing that struck me last night, and I think it's, it's kind of becoming a common theme now, is I think referees, knowing that VAR is there, are kind of looking at these things when there's kind of a marginal call or a big call that's kind of late on in a Champions League game thinking, well, no, I won't give it because if if there is something and I've missed it, then it'll get picked up by VAR. But of course, it's not because they don't want to have to overrule the referee. So he's probably seeing that and thinking, nah, I won't make the decision because there's people watching it with with replays and yet they still don't overturn it. it. It seems crazy to me. And I think... Where do we go from here? I don't know whether you just, I mean, obviously it's not going to get scrapped completely. I think it's going to be in the game for the foreseeable future now. Um, The one kind of potential solution, which I think could, could work quite well, and I've seen other people suggest it as well, is sort of do the sort of tennis challenge type system where each team gets, say, two or three challenges per game, um, for a particular incident, so last night Liverpool obviously would have challenged that because. So they Jordan Henderson can go up to the referee and say, "I would like yeah. to challenge that decision." Yeah. Can you go back and? Have and a if you look get it again? right, you get to keep it. If you don't, then that's it. Fair enough. Uh, which kind of also solves the issue of stopping for random things that nobody noticed, like the red card thing or minute offsides that neither team is aware of. That would kind of reduce it to kind of the clear errors which lead to goals or kind of big moments like penalties in games.
0: Um, what would you want then? So if you, if you had that system in place, so say yeah. last night, Henderson goes to the referee and says, we don't think that was a penalty. Can you go and have a look at it? Do you want the match day referee to go and look at a monitor? Yeah. Or do you want that to go back to the people in the truck a few hundred miles away?
1: I think he should go and review it on the screen like they did at the World Cup thing. Because if he sees that angle that they showed on BT
0: Sport, there's not a chance he's giving that. Surely he can't. He just he just sees that it's a mistake. Well, I agree with that because yeah. I don't think that I don't think that any of the decisions should be made by someone who's hundreds of miles away. Because as much as we don't want referees to referee in the context of an individual match, and we would like there to be consistency weekend by weekend, you've, you've got to take into account that things happen in this cauldron of an atmosphere and stuff. And if yeah. you're just sat totally neutralised in a very sort of you know sanitized room for yeah. years, and and you're all looking at replays slow down frame by frame by frame that to me is is referee in a, in a context that's outside of the actual game of football so you're trying to make science where science isn't necessarily yeah. happening so I think I would prefer the system where yeah maybe someone does get to say we'd like you to go and have a look at that rather than an objective sort of godlike referee back somewhere else that's watching all the cameras. Yeah. And then the referee himself goes to the sideline and looks at it. And maybe again, you get into a psychological problem where the referee doesn't want to feel like he's being overruled by a player. Because if the yeah. captain has asked him to go and look at, at something, he's going to want to have made the right decision. So he's still not going to make it perfect. But maybe that feels like a more accountable way of doing it rather than at the minute where we've got sort of a variety of referees because you've got assistant referees and stuff as well that are making calls on this and the additional ones in Europe too and everyone's just sort of trying to not make the call themselves and leaving things to whatever happened in the first place even though that might actually be wrong. Pretty much. (laughs) There there we go. We've solved it there. (laughs) Basically do it like tennis (laughs) I think is what we're saying but whatever happens with VAR and football it's going to be contentious for a long time it's going to be a trial and error system and the really frustrating thing is that we're all going to have to be really patient with it let's just hope that Liverpool start getting a bit more of the rub of the green we'll get a from, big penalty sometimes <laughs> from it I hope sure. so I will be <laughs> doing a show next week after we've got one at Chelsea to win the match yeah. on the weekend where we praise a um, none of us saw yeah we praise it. the robo ref to high heavens but for now thank you very much for watching do let us know in the comments what you think of VAR's use so far if there's a system that you think would maybe be better do you think that it's used um, in a superior way in Europe in the Premier League in the World Cup like we talked about let us know and make sure to subscribe we've also got a couple of pieces on our website liverpool.com where we've written about it in the aftermath of the Napoli game so Joel has written one where he's absolutely slated it to be honest and we've also got one from an American contributor called Ben Crimmel where he's made a bit of a defensive VAR but he acknowledges it's current uh, foeble so make sure to check those out make sure to check the rest of the writing on liverpool.com as well because it's really really good And for now, yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks from Joel. Thanks from me. All the best. Enjoy your day. You've been listening to The Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.